Well, Sally Ann Blanchard is a career manager of Australian career development website MyAmbition.com, and she's written hundreds of articles on various topics of career management, from finding a new job or dealing with a difficult manager to getting a pay rise. And as we uh, approach Valentine's Day, we're discussing today's topic, which is meeting people at work. Is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Let me know if if uh, you've had good experiences with that, or you think it's the worst idea in the world. One double nine double two seven twenty, or ring us on one three hundred triple two seven twenty. Hi, Sally. Hello there, how are you? I'm very well. You had a bit of fun researching this. I did indeed. I tell you what, there's some strong opinions out there. (laughs) I bet there is. I find the whole idea of office romances, and I have had a couple, just horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. I found there was two camps, actually. There were some that cringed at the very thought of it, and um, then there were some that it really didn't faze them, you know? So um, I think there are two ends of the spectrum there, really. But, yeah, the research was um, was fun, if nothing else. So for some, as I say, it's an absolute no-no. Uh, work is work. I guess the differentiation here, you talk about office affair or working relationship, it's, is it a Friday night fling or is it a, a relationship? And when, they you are... were, when you were researching this, can I just ask, uh, did people think you were coming on to them? <laughs> Well, maybe a couple. <laughs> Hi. Or what maybe do you think of office relationships? Gossip, but, you know, suddenly they got very conscientious about last Friday. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. What was the uh, so the Friday night flings not so popular? I, I think the the real thing is there's a line, isn't there, when you're going out and you're socialising after work, and some people do cross it and some people don't. The one thing I really um, took as an observation from this is generations today are so much more social with each other. You know, we connect on things like Facebook or we're heading to the pub for the Wednesday, you know, midweek drinks or maybe a gym class after work. So it's inevitable that people could start dating because they're connecting with each other on more than just a work level. Well, that was, I that guess that's where we meet people, isn't it, nowadays? It's, it's hard to come across people anywhere else. Well, and also I could check out all the pictures of everything that you've been doing at the weekend and I know something about you. I know whether I, you know, could connect with you, whereas... I had one chap say to me, well, look, Sal, you know, I might ask how you are, but really I don't really want to get to know you beyond that. Work is work. I wasn't too offended, mind. (laughs) No. What else did you find? Um, Obviously there's regret. Um, You know, if someone has had a Friday night uh, mishap, I guess you could call it, on the Monday they're coming in and they're, you know, they're sort of, I'm sure they think everyone's talking about them. Um, and they perhaps sometimes don't face the, the daily discomfort of that and, and actually end up either moving on from that job or, um, you know, or just, you know, having to sort of say, don't talk to me. And the main thing here is we've got to look at the fact that work is your workplace first. Um, whether you meet someone there, it's a big call to move on. Um, but I think there should be some rules. If you are going to engage um, in the workplace, then you should certainly be professional and be discreet. There are a few people out there that do um, have a healthy work relationship, but they, they save the blushes of others rather than their own. I think, uh, and I think that's the key, isn't it? It's not necessarily the um, office relationship that it's the, that's the problem. It's the office splitting up that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it was really interesting, but I think um, for some it's the kiss of death, and for others, as I mentioned earlier, it really didn't faze them. So I'd be interested to hear what your callers have to say this afternoon. And what about the um, the power imbalance? Well, it's another it's another interesting turn. We, I guess there's a stereotype, isn't there, of the boss and you know the secretary or something like that. I, I, my my studies didn't go to that level of detail, <laughs> but um, you know there is that stereotype out there, and 
I, I think as we get older, we become wiser. Would you agree? Oh, well, I would like to think so. I met my partner at, um, at, at work and I was so absolutely mortified at the whole idea, whole idea of any sort of um, overlap between professional life and, um, and my personal life that yeah. when we were walking down the street holding hands and ran into some people from work, I just about threw the poor bloke into the middle of the street <laughs> trying to extricate myself. We've got uh, Todd says um, there's a couple of good phrases that apply to office romances. He says um, you shouldn't fish from the company Wharf and you shouldn't dip your pen in company ink. Thanks for that. Thanks for that, Todd. Is that is that good advice? Do you think, Sally? I think that summarises our discussion very well. Succinct, isn't it? And Paul says he has uh, no problem with office romance, but all his colleagues are male and ugly as sin. <laughs> well, there is that too. So, I mean, I mean, some people at work just exchange hellos and how are you and they don't like to get to know people on a more personal or intimate level and and um, I, I guess in other senses as you say we just socialise so much with people at work it's almost inevitable though. Exactly and I, I think you know the hellos and how are you are, are fine because if we're there to do a job you then switch into the business conversation and you know if, if your boss said to you how well do you know someone if you don't know them that well that's not a, it's not necessarily a bad thing or a reflection on you not getting to know somebody it just means that you're there doing business. Well that's yeah, that's that's true. And Peter's texted in to say, when you work so hard these days, where else are you going to meet someone? He says, I met my wife at work on a remote mine site, which set oh. new benchmarks in client-contractor relationships. <laughs> and uh, they've been married 10 years this year, two beautiful kids and never looked back. Well, that's right. I mean, we, we discussed working all hours last week. It was a really good topic to follow through with this week and spending a lot of time with people that we we are going to like in the workplace. It is inevitable. And what if you, you know, you've, you've, you've done the Friday night fling or you've had the office romance and you're just, you, you, can't, um, you can't bear it. You've got to go in and face them and everybody that saw you disappear into the, um, into the filing cabinet at half past 12 after the Christmas <laughs> party. How do you get through that? Well, I can't comment on from personal experience, but I, um, I, I would say that you just need to be grown up about it. Suddenly, Not that you remember, Sally. The situations that um, I've, I've certainly been an observer to, um, I would just say that you, you know, rather than, than start acting like children in the playground, just you know, just be adult about it. If something happened and it shouldn't have done, just nip it in the bud. Do you, th do you think you should approach them and say something? As opposed to not <laughs> worry about it. Well, do you think it? you should just say, you know, look. I'm, I was a, I was a bit I'm carried mortified. away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. You were awful. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot you could say. I think probably less is more on this level. <laughs> so you think maybe just, you know, keep your eyes down, walk quickly past them in the corridor and just don't bring it up at all. They'll get the message. Well, maybe. I just hope that you don't get a stalker on your hands. That's all. Oh, and look, <laughs> if you've had a big relationship and you've got that work content, that must be really awful because you know you'd be in the same environment as your partner and and um and they may be moving on with somebody else or you might want to i, I mean how frightfully yeah, well, uncomfortable I, I do know of people that have moved on from companies there because it you know just the, the daily discomfort of seeing them together or um or just you know not being with that person i mean it, as you as you have no doubt experience that i have in in my life when you split up from a relationship, you just need that time often to grieve and to see them every day um, over your coffee still. I'm just not sure you're given that space. So you would generally, you, after, your, um, after your research, say, in general, not a good idea? 
In general, I would say that the generations today are much more entwined than we, we perhaps were. Um, but I, I think they probably also get over it far quicker as well, to be honest. Thanks for that, Sally. That was insightful research. I'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. That's Sally-Anne Blanchard, and she's our workplace researcher. We've got news headlines with Craig Smart coming up. Gillian O'Shaughnessy, Afternoons, on 7.20 ABC Perth and local radio WA. Hello, Craig. Hello again, Gillian. Have you thought of something hilarious to tell me? No, I was just listening. That was interesting about, uh, yeah, workplace romances. Where did you meet your wife? At university. That's sort of a workplace, isn't it? It's kind of of the same thing while you're there. Rosemary's shaking her head very emphatically (laughs) at me. (laughs) That's, yeah, well, I mean, there's not the... It's funny, though, because um, someone I know was working at a Catholic school and she sort of got into a relationship, not with someone at the school, but, I mean, it it could be someone on the staff and if, you know, it would become apparent if it, it was someone on the same staff. But just from the Catholic point of view, it's sort of frowned on in the sense that they're not married. So, you oh, know, yes, because there's um, been a few people sort of pop up in the news about that, haven't mm. Because they've got to set a good example to the kids. Mm. You've got to be sympathetic to the ethos, which means behaving yourself. Yeah, well, but that would be difficult for you, I would imagine. <laughs> behaving myself. Yes. <laughs> I guess all marriages have to start somewhere. Mm, they do. Were you, were you feeling a bit, a bit tense about, you know, being left on the shelf? Did you want to hook up early? No, no. Um, I think it's one of those things where you just, you know, you have all these when you're in your early 20s, you know, you hook up with people and someone ends up being the right person. So luckily I found the right person. That's beautiful. Mm. We've actually, although we're talking about being, you know, workplace romances and partners in workplaces, we've often, uh, my wife and I have often worked together. And we find we actually work together quite well. I think it could be the end of some relationships, but we're, I think, probably just the types of personalities we are. We seem to work together uh, reasonably well. We looked after autistic kids for a while in a respite home. And so that's fairly, you know, stressful that's in itself. That's very full on, I would imagine. And, uh, but we'd sort of already worked as teachers and done a bit of child psych and all that sort of stuff. So uh, I guess we were prepared for it in a sense. But, yeah, I mean, it could have it could have been disastrous, really, when I think back, you know, in that sort of situation where you've got a couple, you know, a work situation and it's, a you know, a stressful ingredients in it. But then I guess so. I guess on the other hand that you could um, you can be stress relief for each other because if your partner doesn't understand your job then then <laughs> you don't necessarily have a, a shoulder to lean on when you get uh, home. We could empathise with another, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got in the news? Well, the Federal Treasurer Wayne Swan talking. Beautiful, beautiful song. I've got Val on the line who yes. um, had a had a office romance a while ago. Hello, Val. Uh, hello. Yes. Well, uh, I'm ninety. Three this year, well and, done. It ha- <laughs> and it happened in 1942. I married the boss, and uh, just uh, oh, not straight away. Uh, the I, I hope you got to know office. him first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope- worked in the office. A war broke out, and he went away and went through the Middle East, came back, and, uh, and uh, instead of going to um, coming back to Perth, I was sent to South Australia, and he eventually arrived back in Australia. Rang me up and said, "Come over and get married." I was in the in the army, and I had to get out. Anyway, make a long story short, that's exactly what I did. I went over. We were married, and he was only in Australia from uh, April till August, 
when was the last time I saw him. And uh, I had his son, and uh, his son grew up, married, and had two gorgeous children, and he died at 60. So that was my story. But his father, of course, was killed in New Guinea, and uh, it was very, very loving, very exciting, and something I've got a wonderful memory about. It sounds absolutely beautiful, Val. What did people think of the relationship at the, uh, at the time? Did they frown upon that sort of thing then, or was it quite the norm? No, not at all. Not at all. Everybody was delighted. Oh, that's and, lovely. Uh, no, it was lovely. Thank anyway. you very much, Val. That's really lovely of you to call and share that with us. It's a gorgeous story.